Hello, hello. Welcome back to the CTO studio. I, of course, am your host, Nikolai Walker, on the mic and in your ear, my favorite place to be if you know anything about me. Now, we are joined today in studio by Jonathan LaCour. He is the CTO at Mission. Mission is an AWS premier consulting partner and I want him to help me understand something with all of the things that are available to us right now. Is there a great, great benefit from going serverless? Jonathan, would love your input right here, right about now. And Lambda is the new delight the uh, developer, right? Remember that aha moment with Docker with developers, you know, 15 years ago or however long it's been, 10 years? That's what Lambda is now, in my view, right? It is super exciting. It leaps above and beyond uh, the excitement that I got when I first tried Docker as a developer. Uh, now, Lambda really gets me excited, right? Um, and I think people would be more, I think investing in that, right, and serverless is actually, you know, a better use of your developer's time. I think with Lambda, you're tying it to a port or an access, like it's it's kind of like a it's an API endpoint, right? Or are there other types of lambdas? So, uh, in in the simplest way to put it, is a lambda is a chunk of code written in some language that's supported by AWS or by some custom runtime for Lambda that can be triggered as the result of an event, right? So it's event driven. That's a key thing. Now you can build a web service on top of Lambda. You would wire it up to the API gateway in uh, AWS and the event would be, I received a request, right? Uh, an HTTP request. And then you can that receive that event in Lambda and process it. Um, but the, the event can be anything any number of things that happen inside of AWS. So things like a new object has landed in this S3 bucket, right? Or mm, in S3, yes, yes. Or a, or a message or a, the message queue can execute a Lambda. Uh, exactly. Something came off of a queue or, you know, something happened in my Kinesis stream. I actually or, had a, I actually had a, um, I, when I, I coded a little tool a few months ago, uh, a Slack slash command that was taking more than three seconds to to execute the Lambda access through HTTP. And so I had to then introduce the messaging service so that we could get the OK back to Slack as quickly as possible and then pass along the necessary information to a Lambda to then respond back to Slack when this command was done. And I did that all through lambdas, and it was it was wonderful. I, I, I felt like a badass. <laughs> it really is super empowering to just be like, wait, I just write the code and then tell it when I want it to execute. It just happens. It's like, yeah, that's all you do. Well, how do I scale it? Well, it just scales. And yes, there are nuances and complexities, and yes, there are all sorts of caveats all over the place. But for like a significant amount of stuff, that your typical engineer or developer does, a Lambda is just like very much one of those, uh, you know, aha moments. Yeah, what I found particularly liberating with Lambdas is just the the I.O. Um, layer or whatever gets handled for you. So you basically have your entry point and you just deal, you just, you just have all this, this this the structures that you can deal with you you extract what you can you do something with it and then you just pump it back out to the io and i found that to be 
uh, quite refreshing so that you you're not actually also building those layers into your you know into your app or into you know even even into your docker container you you know you're still building all those io layers in there with lambda you just kind of you, you don't have to worry about any of that you just you just build that yourself you, you just that's all gets taken care of for you yeah it would be you know it's really interesting you mentioned that because the, the way i often like uh think about this is um if you've ever had a home and had to do a renovation or had to do like maybe you're deciding you know what i'm going to redecorate my home i want it to look different and the thing that's going to delight the people who walk into my house is, you know, new paint on the wall or new furniture or whatever, right? But it would be like walking in and being like, oh, now you know what I'm going to do in order to start? I'm going to start with building out all of the plumbing and electrical in my house, right? That's what a develop, like when you're doing things like building out queuing systems and stuff, it's like you're building plumbing. Stop it, right? Like paint the wall, put it in the couch, right? That's what you're trying to get to. And you're sitting here and you're building the plumbing. It's like the plumbing should be done by somebody else for you and handled, right? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> At least as someone who did that for the first time, the, the joy I did feel was that I was plugging into a genuinely powerful... Uh, super highway of, of IO and, and I could just tag all these little functions into this massive stream and and that becomes you know that that just becomes the fun part of, of writing this this code. Now I, I haven't done it to the degree where I've had to run stuff locally like in, you know marking the event locally. So I don't know if that's a pain in the ass, but um, f at least for the, I would call them almost scripting projects, even though I did them in Go, it still felt like little scripts I was writing to just handle some stuff. Yeah, interestingly, it's like we talked about the, the kind of developer experience of Docker and really making it resonate. And I, I compared that to Lambda, and I think it's fair to a degree. It's fair in the results side, but the developer experience of Lambda when it comes to things like that, like running things locally and like what what's my development kit and all of that, there are good answers to that, but it definitely has taken a while to get there. Um, <laughs> and I would say the, the thing I always refer to people to is things like the serverless framework. There are basically open source third-party frameworks out there. So serverless is, is wonderful. I was, um, uh, there was a tool that, that our customer support people wanted to use one of those multiple inboxes tools where everyone can sort of process the same emails and um, there were some webhooks but they wouldn't handle the authentication against an API so you couldn't modify the headers you couldn't so I kind of had to create in this case I created a Google function to just do the authentication against the third-party service so that I could bring in the necessary, and then the formatting on this tool was also really bad. So I just did the pre-formatting, the clean, the cleaning up of the JSON array, and then sent that back. And so I did that as a uh, a Google function, and um, again, just just um, 
so wonderfully quick and crisp and clean and just just a wonderful way to do that but as far as the local development goes uh, yeah I was able to mock a lot of that with the serverless framework and then also the serverless framework gets you going and kind of with the little templates and all that it just it just is a it's a lovely I love it it reminds me back of the the early days of like rails right when it was like oh cool like i just run a couple commands and it like generates all the scaffolds and i'm good to go like i remember when that was like the hot thing right like you, honestly some some of the biggest like leaps in technology have been when you really hone in on that developer experience right like empowering developers to like do incredible things quickly and not have to worry about stuff that's all my favorite technologies have been right rails has been one of my favorite technologies i never you know, I'm a Python guy, so like I used other things that were in that vein, but like I always had a great deal of respect for sort of Rails for innovating in that area, being like, you know what? Am I the most powerful thing in the world? No, not I don't handle every single corner case and you know every single thing in the world, but at the end of the day, my developer experience is second to none, right? You run a few commands, you have a fully functional application, and that's what serverless framework can help you with. That's the, things like Amplify, right? Docker. You know, all of these things that have been the most effective and most exciting bits and pieces in technology in the past, like, 20 years have really been things that make developers' lives awesome. And I think that I think that part of that is that feeling that, and, I, and I'm reflecting on when I started doing Rails generators and all that, um, there was just a feeling that I wasn't trying to do it my way. I was just doing it the right way. There was no debate about, you know, when you set up your uh, your API sort of methods and all that. It just it was just with the generators. It was just done correctly, so I didn't have to worry about am I doing it in some weird obscure way that no one else is understanding. And I and I, I even find that with seven CTOs, like the journey to just best practice or what are other people doing it's it's real man i mean in this technical tsunami i mean people do not know if am i doing it right you know and i think this goes back to the kubernetes thing it's like whoa shit everyone's talking about kubernetes i should be doing it no you shouldn't be doing it (laughs) yeah i mean should you understand it to uh, enough of a level to know whether or not you should use it yes but should you be doing it just by de facto because everybody else is? No, that's that's yeah, exactly. It's not the logical answer, right? Um, totally with you. Thanks again for joining us here in the CTO studio, and thank you to our guest Jonathan Lacour, who is the CTO at mission. So if you would please do us a couple of favors. Number one, subscribe to the podcast here. That's available in iTunes. Also go check out missioncloud.com and check out 7ctos.com. And we will be back next time with another interview with Jonathan LaCour and IoT being built for Etienne's hot tub. Stay tuned.